Welcome to the Salted Podcast, where we are translating and transforming our view of politics, pop culture, and personal preference. This episode, we discuss the Barbie movie. Is it feminist propaganda, or does it accidentally advance a gospel worldview? Let's get salty. Welcome to the Salted Podcast. My name is Yon. This is Dan. And today we're talking Barbie. Barbie. Did you ever think that this is what we'd be talking about? I could not have thunk it ever. Yeah. Um, We're talking Barbie the movie. And we thought, look, there's a lot of conversation around Barbie the movie. It's the highest grossing film opening week of $155 million worldwide, which almost doubled the Oppenheimer, which was a big Christopher Nolan release. And we said, and there's lots of chatter about what people liked about it or didn't like it. Or, um, and we said, you know what? Let's go watch it ourselves. We'll give our own take on it because it is talking primarily. The conversation is, I guess, primarily around the patriarchy and feminism and how does that fit into. Um, really, it's a it's a conversation around worldviews around um, patriarchy, feminism, and what the world looks like, what reality is. And we thought, well. It's sending a message. It's it's people are watching the movie, and let's see how it fits into the gospel worldview and what we do here at Salt, and translate and see how it transforms and how it it stacks up against being a gospel centered person. Yeah, especially considering it fits in under the category of uh, politics. You know, transforming our view of, of of politics, pop culture, and personal preferences. So, in this particular case, uh, it's pop culture. And the way that I interpret it, you know, and, and I haven't really seen any, uh, I haven't really researched any analysis. I haven't researched any uh, response to it. All I've seen are headlines. And I saw a little bit of a really, really extreme negative view on video. But I watched that for like 10 seconds. Yeah. So this is your response and my response. Uninformed, un, uh, let's say, um, unfiltered by another way to approach this but essentially a shot has been fired in the culture war that we believe has landed with with millions of people who are going to watch this not just some right wing or left wing news organization or commentator this is multi uh, pop culture media and a um, massive shot has been uh, taken and landed yeah and it's pretty I mean just on a personal note Barbie came out the same week that my daughter got her very first Barbie. My 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 aunt, who's like in her 60s, late 60s, they, they spend their time making these custom outfits for Barbies, and we got this big random package, and I was like, what the heck is this? It's from Canada. And my dad's like, oh, open it, you'll see. And it's, a, it's like 10 Barbies with all these different shoes oh. and custom-made outfits. And Kennedy, who's now four, my daughter, she was like, in heaven, she's like changing their outfits. Yo, and she this loves sounds it. like yeah. a a package straight from God himself. Yeah, exactly. Right? The timing of it. And yeah, everything. and so I'm like, okay. I was like, in that moment, we're like talking to Jules, my wife. We're like, are we gonna do this? Is this like a thing? <laughs> exactly. Like we're gonna do Barbie now? Yeah. And then my two year old boy is like messing around with the Barbies. We're like, what are you doing with that thing? Right. So, um, so Barbie has been a part of a kind of America Americana for a very, very long time. And it's just now hit my household. And this movie is kind of hitting a whole new generation of people. We, we mentioned this, we were at the movie and there's kids there. It's almost like going to going to star Wars movie. Like yeah. all these people are, they're dressed up as Barbies and stuff. Yeah. And we're like, and so there's kids and they're like, they look like they were seven, mm-hmm. eight years yeah. old girls all the way up to, you know, me and you, the 40, 50 year old man who was just easy. hanging out <laughs> in the movie theater together. Doing so, research. Doing research, exactly. For the Lord. Yep. For the Lord. So, um, so we should probably warn you that this is riddled with spoilers, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to sidestep and try to solve the plot uh, right. or, or prevent you from seeing any plot. Um, but we should start by saying, I really like the movie. There, I said it. <laughs> I'm on record. I'm publicly on record saying, uh, man, that. I walked out of there saying, "Man, like I, th- from, just from an enter- from, first from an entertainment standpoint, I was thoroughly entertained, and I yeah. very much enjoyed my movie going yeah. experience." So, my my hot take first response: I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. And here's what I loved about it, especially the the way in which they were able to portray Barbie Land and the real world with such realism and uh, the pristineness of Barbie Land. So visually, I thought it was really compelling. And then one of my favorite things. Uh, 
one of the ways a movie becomes my favorite is it has some nuances that are important. Yeah. Some complexity that's worth investigating. Yeah. Some character development where there's some really, really either subtle or 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 challenging messaging that you have to try to figure. It had all that. Yeah. And of course, some of that messaging inconsistent with my worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, uh, very enjoyable nonetheless. Yeah. I think my expectations were low. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect from a Barbie. But like you said, and this may come as a shock. It was actually a. I don't know whether we we're still we're going to debate this the whole time but we don't know if they did it did they do it on purpose the level of complexity and the 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 varying levels of depth that they it portrayed had to be. I guess it you had to it be it had to be yeah. which is another reason why it's yeah. brilliant yeah it's, it's a, I, I, I thought about that when we walked in I'm like am I going to use the word brilliant for a Barbie movie but as we talk through it and if you've seen it um, I mean, we might have to look. We're talking about the artistry, the writing, right? We're talking about the complexity of the plot line. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Again, it's separate from, and we'll get into this whether we agree with all the messaging. Sure. But I don't, I don't. Do we watch movies where we agree with all the messaging? Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I think some of it was lost on me because I think there's a bunch. There's a bunch of fun nuances for people who play with Barbie toys and stuff. That, yeah. That I obviously have no. Which would make it even richer. Yeah. Totally. I have no frame of reference because I obviously. No, I never, ever once in my life played even with Barbies. Looked at a Barbie. Never even yeah. look at a Barbie. I certainly <laughs> don't look under her skirt. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so, so uh, just uh, from a just from experience standpoint, it was funny. It was, I mean, the plot line was was actually a compelling little plot. I mean, it was. I mean, well, Barbie, well, ca- the casting seemed like it was just dead on. How about perfect, calling you know? um, uh, the the player the Barbie the the main character yeah how about calling her stereotypical yeah. barbie yeah. that's that itself is brilliant yeah. right it, yeah and that actually what it does is it they do a great job of building the barbie land just building context for people like you and or for me i'll speak for myself that don't know anything about barbies yeah. but it's like all of the different barbies they're all tall calling each other barbie right. all the kens are calling each other ken but she represents the like you said the stereotypical barbie Amazing. so it's like okay well they've labeled her she's not dr barbie she's not whatever the other one yeah. astronaut barbie all these different things so um so it was i think they did a good job of creating the world yeah without having to have a lot of familiarity with it totally. but if you actually were in that world it'd probably be a lot more uh, a lot more fun but I, it, it's hard for me to think that it would be any more fun and any more entertaining than it was i mean this is i just i literally just joked with my wife on the phone she goes i want to go see it because i want to see ryan gosling and she's like not because i think he's a good looking or anything but i was like I was like, isn't it ironic that she's like, it seems like people are saying that's the best part of the movie. I was like, isn't that ironic? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I love, ironic. yeah, but I love Ryan Gosling. I'm a Will Ferrell fan. He's in there. Oh, you know, all, all these, Margot Robbie obviously did a great job. So They really did. Margot Robbie playing that part was just so believable right. in terms of the turmoil that she was experiencing. Ryan Gosling's Ken portrayal, the way he brought him to life and made it feel like this is a real dude really struggling with right. his identity. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. mean, could not believe it. And then you said you were the reason you brought this topic up, Yon, was you, you said you had low expectations and you weren't quite sure they intended for all these nuances. We even picked up that it's quite possible that they were parodying or satiring their own product, their own right. like Mattel's attempt to idealize women was right. por- was actually satired yeah. in it. Yeah. And uh, if you if you follow any of the conversation around, right, there's like you said, there's there is I mean, again, is there anything that's not partisan, right? It's kind of like on the partisan divide now of like the cons- it seems like conservative people are are railing against it because it's a it's a feminist propaganda film. Other people are saying no, it we love it because it's a feminist propaganda film. Right. And so we, we thought, I mean, like, is this something that if everyone's talking about, what's the worldview behind this, right? That's what we do here at Salt. We, we dissect the worldview. And so it's a wildly entertaining and successful film. And so what's the worldview? Yeah. What's the message it's sending? And, um, well, first of all, is it sending the message? And I mm. think that we can say with confidence that yes, Clearly, it is because yeah. the writers and directors have been on record saying it is a, f- a feminist a take, film. It was a takedown of Tox- toxic masculinity yes and the patriarchy right so right. so that was the purpose but when you you know so we said well so that's one of my low my expectations were low i thought it was just going to be like propaganda a, like a bash over the head yeah. propaganda film but it turned out to be really complex and and we're going to work through it um and we are going to kind of try to highlight what's the worldview what's translate the worldview that's that's showing up in barbie and what 
how does it stack up against the gospel yeah. worldview right. uh, and what they're saying? You know, let me um, let me mention something. I'm actually a little bit concerned about this episode because we're giving really a hot take, instant reaction to this film, and I'm concerned that I missed something that is major. First of all, we're not expert film critiques. Uh, critics, critiques. We really Frenched it up. Yeah. There, so <laughs> really <laughs> special. Well, <laughs> very diverse here. On this. Yeah. Uh, I'm concerned that uh, something could have happened in this movie that happened to me when I watched 1917. I watched 1917 as a war movie. Yeah. I left there thinking, oh, beautiful movie, bland war movie. Right. You know, like beautifully filmed, beautiful uh, cinematography. But ultimately, and beautiful music, but ultimately very bland war movie. In fact, I liked it better when it was called Saving Private Ryan. Right. Almost even the same exact plot line. Here's the thing. I get home. I come across a film review critic from Gospel Coalition. He writes a critique of the film, and, and, and his basic critique is, all you critics have got it wrong. And he was critiquing the critics who said it was a mediocre war movie. And he said the problem, the reason why it was a mediocre war movie is because it's not a war movie. Right. Yeah. This is a movie about family. This is a movie about um, separated love. This is a movie about, and then he gives these examples and basically he said, look, there's a tree here, a tree here, a tree here, a tree here. All the, the, the movies loaded with trees representing roots and fruit and family. And then he, he sure. gives a beautiful metaphors. And then I went and watched that movie a second time and said, this is not even a war movie, much less a bland war movie. Sure. It is a beautiful movie about love and family, and it explains right. a lot of the questions I had. So I'm concerned that tomorrow you and I come across an expert film critic, and we're like, we just made an episode, and we're not right, quite yeah. sure. We're not quite yeah. sure we saw the whole thing clearly. But uh, so I guess that's my disclaimer. My disclaimer is maybe we do an episode another episode revisiting the Barbie movie just to see how it's landed and how it's shaped up. And I wouldn't even be surprised if you and I come back around and say, here's some things that we missed that we really think ought to be. Sure. Because, you know, how many times you see a movie the second and third time and you go, how how right. in the world did I miss yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. I, that's a very real possibility. And, um, and I think I'm uh, one of the dangers is I'm so, I just enjoyed the movie so much that it's like I'm giving it more credit than it might um, mm -hmm. deserve. But I think, but what we're going to do, and I think we can, you know, we can do some, we will, we're going to work through, and this is so, so we translate worldviews, right? So that's what we're doing. So how do we, I think a, a way to prevent ourselves from getting us starstruck by Ryan Gosling and all their great acting was to say, well, well, let's, let's take a look at how, how to world, how to, if it's a, if it's a propaganda movie, it's going to be, messaging a specific thing right where it's obviously going to be it's going to be promoting a specific worldview and a specific a, a way of living um and a lot of times they don't the, there's not we're not in the binary it's not always one choice or the other when yeah. it comes to worldview a lot of times there's a lot of stuff in the middle but lots of this this movie because it's sending a message on purpose it is it actually does it it really compares a bunch of binary things and makes juxtapositions and yeah. comparisons that i think are will help us say what are they trying to say agree and and um, how does that stack up with what the ideal that they're portraying as opposed to the ideal that, that yeah. we find in the Bible and the gospel worldview? Um, and so so we're going to work through a couple of these juxtapositions, these comparisons that they make in the movie. Um, that way, hopefully, we won't be so starstruck with Ryan Gosling's uh, humorous lines yeah. that we won't be like, ah, it's the greatest movie we've ever seen. And, uh, but True. we'll be able to see. I think they do a good job of telling us what their worldview is yeah. and by showing us one side and the other side pretty compellingly and juxtaposing them against each other. Yeah, I actually like... One of the reasons why I know it's not propaganda is because they... Propaganda doesn't tell you that it's propaganda. Right. That's what makes it propaganda, right? They they right. portray themselves as representing the truth, sure. but they only represent a, a they, their truth, and then they actually diminish and discredit the other side, right? So that's right. propaganda, uh, I guess, in some, some layman's terms. And then... The other thing that they do is they they don't they don't discredit any other worldview other than the patriarchy, but they tell you they're doing that the whole time. Right. So I don't think you have to I don't think you have to um, process it as ooh this is so dangerous as dangerous as propaganda would be because we saw some things that they actually highlighted and pointed to. We'll get to the get to this more more at the end. 
that was actually like what propaganda would never do. Propaganda would undermine and crush right. any of these other um, right. opposing <clears throat> complexities that right. they don't. Yeah, and if you want to know what the world is thinking about yeah, the relationship exactly. between men and women, yep. I mean, just look at this. The movie was made. The movie is gangbusters popular at the box office. So this is a good indication of what what the what's the, on the world yeah, yeah what's on the minds and then the, and the, what's the worldview shaping the, the the current and next generation of, of people primarily even women you know some people make the argument well, you're two men who can't so how can you make a comment on feminism so that but we're just commenting on the movie so um okay so here you go here's the here's the two here's a couple comparisons that we're going to show that showed up really heavily um in the movie there's um there's a place called barbie land where all the Barbies and the Kens live, and, and they're living essentially in this world where they the premise of the story is they Barbie was invented and came into the world, and they solved all of the inequalities mm-hmm. of the world, and now Barbies are all the Barbies and Kens are in Barbie Land, living their perfect life. It's almost like the Lego Movie where they live right. the same mo- the same day. It's like everything's great, yeah. everything is awesome. They're, um, the women are fully empowered. Yes, uh, yep. the men are fully useful. And all the problems of the patriarchy are solved. Yes, there's no. It's essentially Barbie yep. And so Barbie Land is is the is the fake world where Barbie lives. And then there's reality where there is the real world where eventually Barbie finds Barbie and Ken find themselves in the real world. So there's a juxtaposition juxtaposition between what they're describing as the, and I, I almost put matriarchy as the matriarchy versus patriarchy. But I don't even think that no. they're advocating for a matriarchy. They're just saying equality, right? Yeah. They're, in their picture of equality and they're comparison, comparing that against the patriarchy that's found in the real world. So yeah. that's one comparison. What's happening in the Barbie Even Land though I don't think world. their portrayal of equality was equal sure. at the end. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, so, um, so, so the next one is, um, so Barbie Land versus reality. And then, like I just said, equality versus patriarchy, yep. though that comparison is made. And then there's obviously comparisons between women and men. Mm. And what are the comparisons? And what are they, what is, what are they saying about their worldview based on these comparisons. So yeah. that's how what we'll do. We'll that's work good. through these different things. And right. we'll, we'll compare them, and it'll tell us what that worldview is um, and to see how it stacks up against the gospel worldview. So so the first one, right? So um, equality versus patriarchy. One of the things that showed up when from the very beginning of the movie is the whole premise is that um, there's just a picture of all these young girls who are in, like, essentially... The stone cloth. age. Yeah, they're, they're in the, the stone st- age. They're literally in the stone age. Did you age. notice yeah. that yeah, the right. portrayal of these yeah. girls, these yeah. it, these ch- children? Sorry to interrupt you. I'm going to forget this. They're portraying these girls playing with dolls, which they say is um, the only way girls could play with dolls was they had to be the mom. Yep. The, chi- the dolls were babies. They're, they're ironing clothes. And the they're babies, right. And they're unhappy. Yep. They're bored out of their minds. They look they like they're are, wearing sackcloth and ashes. They <laughs> look like they're wearing sackcloth. They're grieving, and it's filmed in stone right. caves. Right. In like and a, the soundtrack is that same, like, dun-dun-dun, like the dun-dun. It's like, like the evolutionary, like you're yeah, a Neanderthal. And like, right. Like, dum, 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 dum. So that's... So. So that's Girls playing with dolls that yes. are um, were their mothers, right? So they right off the bat they they demonstrate um, this very stark contrast between what it was like under the patriarchy, where you could only your only play that right. girls had was to be a mom, and then uh, Barbie showed up and the patriarchy was destroyed, and you could be you could you know Margot giant Margot Robbie stand there with um you know with dressed as Barbie dressed as Barbie and so. Um, and then they go to Barbie land where Barbie is literally doing everything and she's right. floating and she's, you know, doing all these wonderful then things. Then they have the kids smash their dolls and smash yes. the teacups and yep. whatever. Yep. And ironically, they are they are taking the baby doll and smashing, using it as a baseball bat to smash all the other baby dolls yep. and everything. So you're like, hmm. you know, that's an, that's that's an unsettled mess. That was yeah. cringy Yeah, that's me. a cringy part. Um, so... There you go. There's a very right off the beginning. There's a comparison that they are making, and they they compare the patriarchy with what they view as equality, and that Barbie shows up, and that's where equality right. looks like. You can play, and you can be anything you want, which is something that Barbie did really well, I guess, in history. Is that before there were women astronauts and women doctors, and that was prominent. Barbie showed up as a toy with women ast- as Barbie right. astronaut Barbie to help doctors. these girls who had always. Um, only played with baby dolls see that when they grow up they can be like Barbie who is everything right. and anything right. right which is something that as a father of a daughter you would I want your daughter I want to, that. yeah I yeah. want my daughter to be able to see like my daughter asked me I was watching a soccer game the other day I turned on the women's world cup she and I you normally watch my team which is a 
men's team. A English patriarchy American, team. Yeah, patriarchy. And she goes, is this girls playing in this game? I was like, yeah, they're girls. She goes, which ones? I'm like, oh, they're all girls. And she's like, oh. She's like immediately interested. So I'm like, oh, well, I mean. You would get her a U.S. soccer weight. Well, let's hold on. that's a topic for another conversation. Yeah, um, but yeah, so the rep, the idea of representation and seeing something so you can become it is, I think that that's a, a valid yeah. thing, and it's definitely something that um, we would agree with, right? Yep. So, is that first? I mean, there's a comparison. It does it fit into our gospel worldview? I think it. I mean, there are parts that fit. Like, yeah, you should having representation good, seeing things. You know, maybe not seeing a, you know, half naked Barbie doll, which makes you want to be half naked. Maybe that's not the best message but ultimately you can say there's some stuff that you would agree with in that yeah um so they they um the next thing is they kind of go through um so that's the equality piece they, that's like they also they also paint this picture of the patriarchy where ken further on in the movie um they compare this equality idea with the patriarchy and like you said in barbie land where it's where everything's equal all the women are in charge everything is peachy keen like although there's a woman present there's a woman super like supreme court and everything is great everyone loves each other um but then the patriarchy ken shows up later and he goes to the library he's in the real world and he goes to the library and he learns about the patriarchy and what does it do? They it, it it just paints this picture of that the he learns that the patriarchy is the underlying historical foundation which everything is built, and uh, he he sees these historical images of men like on all of our dollar bills, and he he like he checks out all these books from the library about horses and being all these top this. I didn't understand the stuff. horse stuff. Yeah, I mean they equate the, they equate the, like riding horses and stuff with like that's like the ultimate yeah. man thing. Which maybe, I maybe, think is okay. maybe we're just too uneducated in that particular uh, genre of our culture to understand right. what horses have to do. Maybe, with anything. maybe the horse faces were on the um, sure, yeah. the monument. What's that again? The, yeah, like, um, they, like the Mount Rushmore. Mount Barbie Rushmore. Yeah. Like, they replace strange. Yeah, yeah, can replace the female Mount Rushmore with horses. Maybe <laughs> I mean this might be just shot in the dark. Maybe they're just kicking back on the Yellowstone phenomenon where everybody's like, oh. oh, I love Yellowstone and it's this picture of like Kevin Costner's character of really being a man and a, a rancher and they they all ride okay. horses and they, I don't okay. know, I could be wrong. That could be. So, but, um, but again. But he goes to the library and he learns about the patriarchy yeah. and then he sees all the historical images of the way in which the entire world is built on right. man, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, there's a really stark contrast between the, what they view as equality and the patriarchy. Um, then they kind of show up and they say, well, what they make some comparisons, obviously, between women and men. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a big one that you would naturally think is in here. And they do it through the way they they um, they portray both the Barbies and the Kens and also some of the real world characters that they engage with um, once they go to the real world. Um, so there's this is, this is a really good um, indication of the worldview and perspective that they have. The first one is. Um, the first thing that we kind of are embraced or are or, or, or introduced to is that in Barbie land, there is a very strong message that women are capable. Mm. Women are capable in that Barbie land is a utopia, like you said earlier, is a utopia run by confident, confident selfless women. They all live in perfect harmony with, with one another. They all selflessly love and respect each other. And that is... Utopia. That's perfection, right? So yeah. women are capable of doing everything absent the patriarchy. Don't need, in fact, uh, don't need men in any way, shape, or form, right? Men are um, an accessory, she right. said. Yes. In any form of leadership or influence, men are not necessary. Now, they go to the real world, and they paint the picture of, in the real world, now let me just go to the Barbie land first. So women are capable. Yeah. The comparison is that men are incompetent. And the women are competent. Yeah. Women are competent and capable, yes. and uh, and men are incompetent and even incapable. Right. So in Barbie Land, contrary to the utopia run by confident and selfless women, Ken Ken's character, his entire life and identity is derived from his relationship with Barbie. That's right. the thread all throughout the movie. Right. And her gaze makes his day. It literally said his day is is a good day or a bad day, whether or not Barbie looks at him. Yep. And he spends his days competing with the other Kens for her attention. Which, by the way, is portrayed oh in gosh. so many funny ways. It is. That's some of the best comic it gold is. that they have in this movie. So <laughs> the competition, the ways in which Ken's incompetence shows up, right? Which they uh, exploit later, by the way. Yes, totally. Yep. Yeah. And so the way that, which is exploited later on, um, this competition and the the 
the brokenness of the men right. is exploited later on and that the whole plot line is the whole resolution is that the women um, the way the Kens, because they're all named Ken, the way the Kens are all undermined is by being pitted, as having their pride pitted against one another. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. said, they said. Uh, see if I can remember it off the top of my head. They said, you the the way that you overcome them is to distract them using their petty jealousies. Yes, totally. Yep. And their and their something like their fragile egos and their right. petty jealousies. Yep. And the Kens have conquered the world, but the petty jealousy and their fragile egos is their undoing. Fragile right? ego, exactly. Right. And so contrary to the to the women in Barbie Land who are presidents and Supreme Court justices and all these wonderful things, doctors, the Kens can do absolutely nothing. They are completely useless and incompetent. And there's a great I mean, I didn't catch this at first because again I didn't play with Barbies, but um Ken literally can do nothing Ken trying to impress Barbie grabs a surfboard and tries to surf and he fails miserably and then there's this whole diatribe with all the Ken's I'm like he's like he's like I'm just beach Ken I'm not yeah. even like I'm not even like a lifeguard Ken and I didn't really get that oh man but the whole joke is that his the title of his of his little figure was beach Ken right right and they're they're implying that he literally can do nothing. He's just he can just beach. He and can just be there. He right, can't even right. lifeguard. Like right. The implication they, is they actually portrayed that because he grabs a surfboard and he yeah. runs out to surf and smashes himself yeah, on the waves miserably. Yeah, yep. And they needed to get an ambulance yep. because he's just beach Ken. Yeah, Ken then, can do nothing. And yep. what were they doing? They were beaching each other up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so they were going to have a beach off. Yeah, and they're like that. The, they don't even know what that means. There's like exactly. they literally. So all to say is, again. We're not doing it justice, but that is one of the it's a one of the hilarious parts of the movie. Right. But the point being, they are they are positioning Ken as a and all of the Kens as incompetent, useless boobs in right, Barbie Land. Right. Is that the right word? I shouldn't use that word. In no, Barbie I Land. think that's yeah. I think that's appropriate. So, yeah. Um, so that's in Barbie Land, right? So they also again we they are comparing the Barbie Land to the real world real world as they're comparing men to women. So they in the real world they make the same comparison between men and women. In the real world, the woman, the primary woman character, is an executive assistant that works for the Mattel uh, board of directors, and she is the one. She is the one who has an incredibly great idea for an ordinary Barbie. Yeah. And it turns out that the person says that'll sell, that'll sell millions of dollars, right? And so she has this, this incredible idea. She's the one who is an executive assistant. She's, uh, you know, basically a receptionist. Yeah, she's a receptionist. It's like you sit outside the boardroom, you do right. nothing while the men are in the room having the conversation and they present they represent the board of directors at Mattel as they're all men wearing black right. suits, right? And one of the lines of the whole movie um you want to say that one now? Well, the yeah. So that, that's the that, woman. That is one of yeah. the f- So that's the who yeah. So the in the real world the woman, even though she's not in a position of power, is represented as the competent, capable one who comes up with a great who has a great idea. Now they compare that to the men in the real world and the men in the real world are really kind of represented by this board of directors of Mattel, right. which is the CEO of is Will Ferrell. So if yeah. you're a Will Ferrell fan, it's like, it's perfect. Will Ferrell. They're all clones of Will. What he yep. says goes, he's kind of, he's passionate, but he's, you know, a little bit you know, yep. uninformed. Yep. It's, and they, and so there, there's, there's this conversation with these new ideas. Like, what are the new ideas? And it's, it's weird. Like they do weird things. Like he's holding drumsticks. Yeah. He's the CEO pink, and he's holding drumsticks. pink drumsticks. And so it's like, it, they do weird stuff. Um, and so he has this conversation. He's having this conversation, this side conversation as this woman executive assistant walks in. He goes, yeah, I mean, so he's like, you know what I see when I see glitter, what do I naturally think of <laughs> female agency, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> independent yeah. free will, yeah. self-actualization. Yeah. He says female agency. And I swear nobody laughed no, at that line. That was, I thought that was one of the funniest I immediately lines. wrote that down. Yeah. I was like, that's a killer yeah. right there. When so, I see glitter, what do I naturally think yeah. of? Yep. Female so, agency. Yeah. So what are they doing? They are positing, positioning the men in the real world, even though they're high-level executives, right. as, in, again, incompetent boobs who equate glitter with female agency. And right. that's the that's the conclusion. Right. That's the and thing. they're granting women everything that they have. Right. They're granting them these successes. They're granting them their dreams coming true. They're granting them their empowerment. It all comes from them. In fact, they said they, said, um, they were describing how much these men were saying how much they're for women by talking about how they have an aunt, right. you know, yes, they have exactly. daughters. They, <laughs> yeah. So they're so uh, for the empowerment of women that they described all the women yeah. who are working for them. Yeah. He's like, right. I have a mother, I have an aunt. And then he, yeah. Yeah, he says, um, it's brilliant. Yeah, Br- it's it, brilliant commentary, oh, Br- totally. brilliant critique 
of yep. what they're what they're trying to get across, which is yep. the control of patriarchy. Yep. And so again, if we look at this through our gospel lens, now would we agree that women are capable and competent? Of course, yeah. we would full fully agree with that. It's God's idea. And his it's design. God's idea and His design. Yep. They are made in the image of God in the same way that men are made in the image of God, and um, and so and all of the characteristics and uniqueness that was found in a woman in women are a part of a reflective of God's unique nature. Right. Yep. So. Of course, right? Um, the the thing that we might push back on, and, you know, is that men are incompetent and incapable. Now, you might know some men who are incompetent and incapable, but at that, you know, that doesn't mean that you can transpose that to everybody. Um, but there is, and we'll get this in the resolution. I mean, there's also a lot of truth in the fact that Ken's entire life and identity is derived in his social interactions with women, right? right? So... Um, so that's a big piece as well. So but there are things in there you could say, yeah, the commentary is really kind of spot on around some of the stuff that they say about um, men and women. But again, they're sending a message that is the patriarchy limits women and men are incompetent and incapable. And they're, when they compare those two, it kind of elevates the female saying these are almost if if the men weren't around, then everything would be a utopia, right. which we would obviously disagree with. Right. So. All right, so that's one that's one comparison, right? Women are capable, men are incompetent and incapable. Um, the next, there's another next uh, comparison between men and women, um, which, by the way, I know this is your comparison here, but I think this is really insightful. I think I don't think I don't think any of the people who are listening to this episode are going to be able to go out in the real world and listen to any experts and get this kind of oh. insight. That's well, look up. at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the next one is um, is that they make this. This, they paint the picture that women are complex mm-hmm. and they compare that to this notion that men are simple. Yeah. And they do this in a couple of really uh, unique, subtle ways and that Barbie, as she is navigating, you know, the whole, the first 25 minutes of the movie is if you walk in there, assuming that it's feminist propaganda, you are, your con, your, your assumptions will be confirmed yeah. until those assumptions are broken because Barbie's complexity shows up and she asks this questions in the middle of this choreographed dance party where she says, does anybody here think about death? And, and there's a screeching yeah, stop. The whole the place party. stops. Yeah. The right. whole place stops. And they're like, what? Um, and she goes, cause I'm, th- yeah, I'm thinking yeah, about I'm, how I'm, I would die. Yeah, yeah. I'm dying to dance. Dying and they go to right dance, back to yeah. dancing. Yep. So, so, and then as Barbie navigates her way into the, into the real world, she is met with all of the, you know, the brokenness of the world and the things that the problem is they think that they have cured the world of the patriarchy and everything's right. equal. So when she shows up in the real world, she's a, she's slapped in the face with all this quote unquote patriarchy. Um, and so she's regular. She like they show up. This is the picture you see on all the advertisements, right? They're, they're neon rollerblades and they're, right. outfit and they're on Venice Beach rollerblading. And they're immediately met with um, all of these. She's immediately met with all these insults, all these. Yeah, it's the worst of male the, behavior. Yes, the it's worst. The worst. Yeah. If it, it's literally, if you would define, if, if if normal people define toxic masculinity, that's what she runs into immediately. Yep. There's frat boys literally Sexual, slapping her butt. Yeah. They're the, sexually yeah, harassing her. Construction workers are yep. oogling her. Then she, yep. they get arrested, and the police are, you know, making comments about her. Yep. So. But as she's going through this, she is articulating. And then ultimately, she also does like sit down. She sits. There's a there's a scene where she sits down next to this old woman on this bus bus stop. And she has to think about what she's doing. Um, But as she's going through this, she is regularly articulating the myriad of emotions and thoughts that she is feeling as she tries to make sense of what's happening to her. Yeah. And clearly this resonates with women, right, who are watching her experience in the real world and. Uh, of course, they're, I think, extrapolating to say this is all men in the world are all a part of this toxic masculinity, right? right. This is the takeaway on the movie. Yeah. Um, so, but what there are real women here where this is resonating with that that's their experience all all day, every right. day. Yep. And so she is, she's so complex that she is trying to figure out how to live in this world right. and, what, and what it means to, to feel all the feels and yep. to think all these thoughts and to try to make sense of it all. Um, and that is, um, you know, at the same time, it, later on in the movie, the the resolution to, you know, 
again, we t- we talk about spoilers, so I'm okay saying this, but the, you get to kind of like the, the climax is that Ken has learned about the patriarchy in the real world, and he thinks it's so incredible, he takes it back to Barbie land. Right. And they go, and, and Barbie returns to the and the all Barbie the Kens land. rise up the, to yeah, the Kendom, Kens, yeah, Kendom, and Ken has run. He runs the world. All the Barbies are now just serving the men and all right. this. So, but the thing that the it, the it's posited all these all these Barbies who had self agency are now under a spell of yeah, patriarchy, right? And the spell is broken by this real world woman who shows up and she gives a speech about this very long list, and it's a it's an interesting. It's actually a. a it's a great long yeah. monologue. I'd like to see the list. Yeah, it's interesting that what they define as um, cognitive dissonance. Yes, the words the words cognitive dissonance are used in the in saying women are caught in this cognitive dissonance, and they have this whole monologue of all the kind of like the paradoxical nature of being a woman. Right. They say stuff like you are expected to want money but not ask for money because asking money for money is crass. You're supposed to be beautiful but not too beautiful. You're supposed to be like thin or healthy but not too thin or else yeah yeah. so all of these um paradoxical juxtaposition the comparisons that they are making um to what it means to be a woman the complexity of being a woman in today's world and then they deep they have to deprogram that's their ideas they in the real world they're gonna go they're gonna go uh, back and deprogram yes. all these women. Yes, they said the, the, the they said how are we going to rescue these women? And they like you said, they literally said giving voice to our cognitive dissonance. So they 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 kidnap these other Barbies, and this woman, this character, gives them a diatribe like yeah. this, yep. and they're snapped out of right. their spell. So again, they are painting this picture of feminine complexity, which yep. is which is again, would you? Do I think females are complex? Like. Yeah, I mean, women are from Mars, men are from... There's a reason yeah. that that book is, was, was written. Right. There's a... Women are... I don't know if they're more complex, but they definitely don't compartmentalize as much yep. and all that, all that stuff, right? So they compare that to men. So here's how, here's how, they, compare, here's how they reflect the men. Um, yeah, simply, the men are more simple. Women are complex, men are simple. That's essentially what they say. And yep. they say, and they kind of picture this in that they, men have sex on the mind all the time, which right. is an easy thing to say, which mm-hmm. is... Yep. And they portray that. They portray that because every time there's any connection or attention that Barbie shows to Ken, he leans in for a kiss or tries to hug her. Yep, yep. So we are, like we said, we all, her first interactions with with the real world are all about objectifying her as a sex object. And then, like you said, Ken... (laughs) constantly leaning in for kisses so and she's like no no yeah um and then this is the really this is the i mean i think they na- i honestly think this is the part they nail when it comes too. to men i do too ken has this epiphany when he comes to the real world in that ken finally feels seen and he says he feels respected and then he has significance because somebody sees him a woman a woman sees him and what does she, what does this woman do she literally asks him what time it is and he's like, what, what, what? And yeah. she's like, do you happen to know what time it is? And he doesn't have a watch. So, he, But he has this epiphany. He's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Someone needs me. They res- That woman respects me. She, like, Yeah, yeah. Um, which and is, obviously yeah. that's portrayed by the screenwriters here. That's portrayed as a fault, right? A terrible right. negative trait of broken character. How, sh- how could someone be that shallow, right? Yeah. Which, of course, at times it is an embarrassing trait, but it fits our worldview because God created men uh, with whatever defect, uh, or I should say that, you know, whatever came through the fall, that men need that kind of affirmation. Right. And and ultimately, at the end of the movie, Barbie and Ken are, quote unquote, reconciled in that yeah. Barbie apologizes to Ken for taking him, taking him for granted. Right. Um, and then leaves it as and then leaves that. it as that. But Ken still like wants to be married. He right. leans in for a kiss in that moment too, because he yeah. th- like what he wants is to be with to be with Barbie. Um, and his whole identity. Then there's a whole thing about his identity being broken from being connected Rejected. to Barbie. And, yeah. Yeah, and so, but I think they nailed that. Men are. But again, they're comparing the worldview is comparing women are complex, men are simple. Yeah, women here in this movie they need a lot of things. Yep. Ken just needs someone to look at him and ask him his opinion about what time it is, yep. right? Yep. Or need him for something. Yep. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the two big, kind of like the two major points. There's a lot of stuff in the movie. Like you said, there is a very, it seems like there's many layers. But the it's last lot, yeah. the last kind of comparison is in the resolution. Now, the, obviously, the most important part of any movie is the resolution. Um, and what does life look like after the this resolution? Is what the I climax. To, this yeah. is what I have to watch over again because it was so it was moving really quick. Yeah, it went to 
I mean, this is the part that really it, it went from dancing Ken dolls fighting on the storming the beach and fighting each other with lacrosse sticks to this moving Barbie interaction yep. with um what's her name? I forget her name. The the creator of Barbie and she's showing up like Ruth. She's, yeah Ruth. She's represented as a creator. Like I was like, this represents everything about this movie that makes it great, but it also makes it a little bit hard to yeah kind of take all in. So, um, but the comparison is 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 at the end. Um, and at the end of the movie, Barbie is presented with a choice. She is presented with a choice of, does she want to stay in Barbie land or does she want to go to the real world? And it's all, it's all posited on the whole kind of conclusion of this story and that the, the creator of Barbie shows up like Barbie kind of has this saves Barbie land. And then she's, she says, well, I don't know how my story ends. And the creator of Barbie says, well, Barbie was created to not have an end. Her story was designed not to have an end. It's just to continue going. Like the whole Barbie world was to keep inspiring kids and have no end. Yeah. You, you are created with immortality and perfection. Right. Yep. And so, and so she is put in this position where she says, well, I, she asked the creator, she, her creator Ruth, she says, can I, can I go to the real world? Like, can that, and she says, well, you can go to the real world. That's your choice. But here's some things I want you to know about before you make that choice. And she says this, she says, she tells, she tells Barbie two things. Uh, and this is where the comparison shows up. She says in the real world, you know how it ends, right? And she's talking about death. People die. That's how it ends. And then the other thing is she said, I, I want to give you a picture before you make the decision. I want to give you a picture of what being a human is really like. And so she, there's this moment where she like takes her hands and she says, close your eyes and, and feel Mm -hmm. right. And so Barbie, there's this little montage, a one minute little montage of Barbie, essentially they're encapsulating what it means to be a human Mm -hmm. and feel what it means to be a human to decide all the, the the joy and the pain to say, do you want to be a human? And this is, I think, which is like the, this is what makes the movie really, I think in my opinion, really good. And this is where I have a lot of questions about. I don't think the writers n- know what they're saying. I don't know. I, oh, okay, yeah. yeah, I don't know what you're gonna say. That's yeah. why. <laughs> I think they know what they're trying to say, but I don't think. I think they. Okay, I'm I eager think to they hear. Are, I think they're espousing a gospel worldview without knowing oh, it. Okay. So, um, but what? So she is given the choice, and she the, she's a montage, and the montage is like these old timey films, and it shows like a little baby girl and the mom, and all, and it progresses through being older and older, and. And then ultimately it gets to like a grandmother and her family. Right. Yeah. And so they paint the picture. What is the picture? What is the, the, the choice that they are giving Barbie? They are give they are comparing utopian perfection and immortality. And they're saying you can have that or she's in charge or she's right? in charge. Yep. Yep. Or you can have death and essentially love and relationships and, yeah. and human and connection, human connection and like family. Right. That's kind of how it. Yeah. And so ultimately, I mean, naturally, Barbie chooses to go to the real world. And, um, but I think that is a, I think that's unintended f- consequence. Un- <laughs> they have unintentionally, like they had, they had to find a way to summarize the human condition. Right. And it's two things, death being the bad part. Right. And, and motherhood and, and motherhood and family and human relationship, yep. relational connection as being the good part. Yeah, and she and chose to die because the good part was so good. Yep. Even though she had just experienced for the first time being in the real world with tears, and she said, "Hey, change! Life has changed. That's what you're experiencing." Right. And she says, "I don't like change." And she's explaining how one time I cried; it was just a little. Now I really cried. Yep. And she and in that little exchange with Ruth, she says, "She says I don't want to be an idea. I want to create ideas." Right. right. So she look. I don't want to be the thing. The thing that's wanna, created. Yeah, I want to be the. I want to help create. So she's. I mean, honestly, if you know the Genesis story, you're like right. she is wanting to do what God mandated humanity exactly to do. Exactly to do. She she wants to uh, bear the image of the Creator with ideas yeah. and creation and flourishing and cultivating <laughs> yeah. things, not just yep. to be the useful tool, yep. but to be a part of what God has, uh, or to bear the image of uh, the, the real identity in, in which. Yeah, and I could see why you would say that's an oopsie on the. Uh, on the uh, screenwriters messaging, yeah, right? Th- that's yeah. that's unintended. Yeah. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to, and there's a whole little monologue before that. They're trying to say, 
Barbie, you know, which is again, they're kind of spoofing their own product because they're saying the per, the Barbie perfection, Barbie land is not what it means to be human. Right. They're, they are still, they are debunking that, yeah. right? They're saying that's not it. And it's also not patriarchy that they're obviously tearing down that. They're tearing down patriarchy and they're tearing down the um, misunderstandings that Barbie creates in what it means to be a woman, right? And the yeah. simplicity of the. But what they are unintentionally doing is they are they are comparing the things that they think are wrong with the they paint a picture of what they think is is the ideal mm-hmm. and they paint the picture of go live in the image of your creator be like the creator and go and build relationships yeah. and enjoy have community yeah yeah and it's all worth it because even though you die at the end yeah it's worth it right as if that's why you were created yep. So yeah, I think that's easy to miss, man, if you're not looking for that. Even even the idea that several times, like, remember when Barbie unknowingly meets Ruth, her creator? Yeah, totally. Yeah, and their Alex's hands join, yeah. and the view is like this backlit yeah. teacup, and their hands touch, and you're like, ooh, I just was just touched yeah. my creator. Yeah. And my creator designed me. Yeah. But Barbie doesn't even know how to drink tea, so she's like, yeah. oh, I'm embarrassed. It's like, no, it's okay. You know? Yeah. 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 And then... Uh, of course, um, that that later on she sees an uh, or earlier an older woman at the as you said the bus stop and she says to her you you're beautiful right and the older woman in the real world says I know yeah right like yeah. she's a she's a she's a fully content comfortable with her own identity yeah. Yeah. type and and Barbie longs for that kind of contentment yeah. even though she's wrinkled and Barbie's not and yeah. really really interesting. Right. And they do do some funny stuff in there where they're like you know Margot Robbie's obviously beautiful and they're she's like like they took the makeup off and she goes I'm not pretty and then they're like well there was like a voiceover. Yes, a voiceover. Like the writer recognizes that you know, casting Margot Robbie is an absurdity to think that to she's try not to pretty, try to represent to, this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah exactly. Um but what they're doing, yeah. And so again, I think that's when you think of comparing the world. Like, what's what are they saying? They are saying here's what here's what life is not. It's not Barbie Land. Yeah. It's not the patriarchy. Those are both not the ideal. What is the ideal? Yeah. And they, they I think they inadvertently paint the picture of. Again, I think that's a beautiful message. But when I couple that with what I know, the alternative. Right. I don't think that there's many feminists who would say, yeah the ideal is is to like go start a family and have some deep rooted relationships like that's the ideal like the the that kind of seems to be at the very beginning of the movie what they're pushing back against yeah. they're saying don't do that because right. that's not what where yeah. your contentment lies it's right. to go do something else so so there you go those are kind of your a couple different um comparisons um there's obviously a lot more oh, I think yeah. you could see, but those are some of the major ones right. for sure. That but that's pretty. De- I mean, that's deep. St- I mean, I think I think we're talking about. A, I keep remind myself, we're talking about a Barbie movie here. I know. Like we're talking about a truly. Uh, so there's a lot of levers of depth, which is which we said. If you're an eight year old in that room, you're there. You're lost. Honestly, the 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 jokes that people didn't laugh at, and I'm not trying to position myself as like some super smart person, but like that joke about like. She gets called a fascist at some point by the yeah. by the teenage girl, and she goes, she's crying about it. She goes, "I don't control the means of production." Yeah, it's like, you know, I mean, no, no not many people laughed about that, but I she's know. joking about like, okay, you called me a fascist, and I'm not a fascist. Yeah. So it, there's it, there's political jokes. Stories. There's there's uh, cultural. There's innuendo jokes that you know really have made up a lot of the movie. And if you're like you said, if you're a seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve, fourteen year old girl watching this movie. A lot of that movie is not for you. In right. fact, I was watching it thinking, do these kids even enjoy this? Right, yeah. It's it, it's an adult movie with adult themes. Um, it's not inappropriate, but it's it's got layers and layers of right. if, of complexity, which we've already pointed out some right. of them. In fact, um, but they're, but at the same time, Yon, we, we see and we saw and sensed and perceived that there were some messaging that undermined the Christian worldview, challenged the worldview, or was inconsistent, or even counterfeited the Christian worldview in some pretty imp- intense ways. Yeah, and pretty explicit. Like, they don't very hide explicit, some of things. Yeah. Very explicit. Yeah. Which is not, you know, again, we're looking at entertainment made by people that are not trying to advance the Christian worldview. But on the other hand, these these are some things that really, really, uh, I think, in, in kind of a profound way, may be easy to miss, but... Um, if you see it, it really does undermine the Christian worldview. One example is the harsh and unredeemed portrayal of one of the discontinued Barbies who's Midge. Right. 
Now, Midge, Midge is, is the pregnant Barbie. Right. She was discontinued along with several other discontinued Barbies. But Midge was the only character. The, the pregnant Barbie was the only character openly and continuously mocked with right. disgust and not redeemed. Yep. There was a... Re- there was a... One of the main characters in, in solving the problem is, is Weird Barbie. And they keep yeah. calling her Weird Barbie. And they make yeah. a joke. We call her Weird Barbie behind her back and to her face. And at the end, there's a redem- there's a redemption with Weird Barbie. They apologize right. to Weird Barbie. But even they, before that, they respected her. They sure. went to her for wisdom. Yep. yep. But there's a resolution with that relationship. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah we, we know we were sorry for outcasting you. And yes. Uh, but for Midge... She was mocked at the end. At the mocked at the beginning, mocked at the end. Yep. And like as an awkward Midge is wearing like frumpy clothes yeah, like and she d- made dancing weirdly. Yeah. Like she made him herself. Yep. And she's even like she's even um repulsive to the CEO of Mattel who ends up in Barbie Land and yep. he pops up and he goes, Ah he's like, I thought we discontinued you and he's like, He can't even look at her because she's so So that's So a, here's the yeah. pregnant Barbie yeah. who is mocked and um, cre- causes a disgusted reaction, but not redeemed. Nope. So they leave that out there that that pregnant woman, pregnant Barbie. In other words, they made a huge mistake. Here's here's what I think the messaging is. Of course, I could there, there could this could be a better ex- a different explanation, but it seems the messaging is when we tried to portray what women could, what girls could be. And what girls could pursue and the empowerment that you need to become someone or something. We accidentally created a pregnant Barbie. Right. And there's no redeeming it. Right. We they, we failed you little girls by by trying to inspire you to be a pregnant Barbie. Yep. They even redeemed Sugar Daddy. Cat, yes. Right. Yeah. Which is like that had to be that that, that can't be a real thing. I don't know. There can't I, be a I real can, sugar daddy can. I don't know. They put them in there, so it's like. But were they? That's um. If you, know, you if you're a Barbie if you person, know, and you if know, you know, you could email us. Sure. And, yeah. Exactly. All of our followers, yep. you could comment. And the, yeah. Them. And it's even more egregious when you think of. You're gonna talk about this at the end, but like when you when you look at kind of like the whole storyline being about a mother and a daughter, and like they just the one thing that they kind of the the one stage of womanhood that they completely. Did, have discussed for is pregnancy the pregnant woman so that's incredible yeah so that that to me was a jarring uh reality in their messaging now one that was not jarring one that was it was was very subtle this one was subtle right that first one was subtle yeah i don't think it's as subtle nor is it as jarring because we're used to this yeah the real world here's so the second one the second undermine the second way in which the messaging undermined the christian worldview one of many right but here's the the second of many was the real world there was a dad and he is an absent father right so the main characters are in the real world yeah the main characters are the are the mom and the daughter who have played with barbies and they had different reactions to barbies we'll kind of get to that later they're the main characters that actually saved barbie land and so on but at the end, you meet the dad of the mother and the the dad the dad and the husband of the mother and daughter, and as as predictable as you, it could possibly be, he's absent. You don't see him the whole movie yeah. until the very end. He appears in his own car, yeah. and he's a complete doofus. Yeah. He only cares about his own self. He's trying to learn Spanish to speak to his right. wife yeah. and daughter, and he's getting it wrong because yeah. he's a dope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They, they're the wife and dad are on the way to Barbie Land. They're gonna go to. They're like, should we call dad? No, dad will be fine. Then they cut to dad, and he's on the couch, like, yep, trying to learn a Spanish word. And he gets one right, and he has a smile on his face, like he accomplished something. He's a complete and utter. They're like, no, dad's fine. Like he's too busy being a complete useless, yep, waste of space. So in the real world, there's a real dad, and he's portrayed again as a useless doofus right. dad. Right. Not to mention the mom is struggling with identity and significance and the relationship between the mom and the dad is pretty, is, is tenuous. And you're like, where's the husband and the father in this entire, right. In this entire thing. Yeah. So, so you put that together with the next, uh, the next message that undermines the Christian worldview is this, where, what is, and where, what is the view? What is the portrayal of a flourishing man? Hmm. And, I'd like to say there wasn't any. 
There but, was there, but there is. There was one. I didn't even there know is. he was a Barbie character. I didn't either. Yes. Evidently, Barbie, Mattel barely knows he's yes. a character, right? Alan. Alan it's is introduced. Alan. Yeah. Alan is introduced. Alan is the only man who is positively portrayed in the movie. Right. And cast perfectly, by the way. And ca- yeah, yeah, it's cast cool. so funny. Yeah. And who is Alan? So how did they portray Alan, the only one right. who is flourishing, the only positive portrayal? Yeah. It's this way. He's an ally of Barbie. He helps Barbie's cause, and he fights Kendom. I mean, he literally physically fights the builders of yeah. Kendom. They're on the way. They're leaving Barbie land, and they're trying to leave, And then the, the Ken construction people start walking up to him and be like, hey, who are you and where are you going? So, ironically, the women are going to be physically restrained from leaving Barbie land, or what's yeah, now called need, Kendom. And, and they need Alan, Alan the man. Sh- Alan steps up, and he starts karate chopping him and doing all this stuff, right? So... Um, <laughs> So he's a very unassuming. He's an ally. He's he, unassuming in everything. He's yep. submissive in everything. Yep. But when it comes to okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stand up to, and do the only thing really that he can do that women can't, and that's the physiological difference in, in like physically fighting yeah. other men and defending them. Yeah, that's what he does. So, Incredible. Yep. So that's one way that. Um, so in the movie, the takeaway about men is that they're literally useless. They need to go find their own identity for themselves by themselves, which is not untrue. But generally in the film, there's no use for men. Yep. And very, there's, none of them are really redeemed as anything or, and no positive picture is kind of portrayed of them. No. In fact, I wouldn't know what their view is of a flourishing, um, well, uh, not grounded, but, um, like a, uh, um, mature, successful healthy men I, right. I wouldn't even know what that would be yep. or even the complexities of, of manhood but it but it wasn't a man movie so right, sure we, yeah we, we get that right yep. now i don't think i think this goes along with your idea that there were some unintended messaging that was consistent with a biblical worldview or the gospel worldview and i think that in some ways they advanced it without knowing it mm-hmm. and if you see it this way it's hard to miss. I do think it's hard to miss, but if you notice it, it might be even, it, it, it's very difficult to not uh, see this for real. And it's, and it's this. They portrayed the value of real-world flourishing despite the risk of mortality and death. And what yep. I mean by that is the becoming significant, like Barbie's desire to become significant enough to flourish by making significant contribution as an idea creator, yep. not just something to be used and manipulated and, and become an object, but yep. she wanted to kind of express her own identity as a creator and a designer. And mm-hmm. I think, as you said, it was in, in a lot of ways reflecting the creator's design for her to or or uh, bearing the image of of a creator and so the value of real world flourishing despite she knowingly risks her own mortality and her own death right. but she wants to flourish she wants to contribute she wants to be significant and right. i think there's something consistent about the gospel worldview as we've mentioned where someone is designed to reflect their creator right not just to be like empty-headed sure. uh useful objects but to but to cultivate and create and to bring newness and redemption and to deal with like she had all of the difficulties of life of change and complexity and discovering who you are and whatever and all of that yeah. was consistent with the worldview that 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 um that we certainly own right which again is one of the things that I don't know like if they did it on purpose that's brilliant yeah i don't know i don't they can't i can't imagine i know but it's kind of like the, Ruth. They call her the creator. I know she's having a com- like that literal totally conversations. Right. They're in like a, a, in and, a and white they, light. And they, and they touched with that teacup. Yeah, they touched their hands. Touched so maybe they the, did. Maybe they did. And maybe incredible. they're actually trying to do that. And if incredible. they did, then kudos Dude, to them because exactly. they have they have represented what it means to be a human, let alone a woman. Yep, created by yep. a designer with intent. Now, of yep. course, she was created with one intent and then wanted to live it in another way. Right. Yeah. Right, and it so was, yeah, it's like the flip of the the biblical narrative, right? And and the the Ruth the creator literally says, "You don't have to ask my permission to do what you want," right? Yeah. So there's like a yes. um, there's a self actualization right. component to it, which is interesting too. But um, but anyways, and inconsistent. Yeah. So. Well, the second thing, uh, finally, and lastly, the second thing is the portrayal. So this is how they ad- advance the gospel worldview or a Christian worldview. They they portrayed very vividly the value and appeal of family Mm -hmm. specifically the mother and the daughter yeah 
And the fo- I mean, literally, we haven't even talked about the foundation of the movie. The whole movie is built on motherhood and this real-world mom's estrangement from her daughter and her real-world mom's experience growing up with Barbies and how she wrestled with her life did not turn out the way that she thought Barbie may have could have she may like like the Barbie messaging would have inspired her right in other words in the real world you deal with these unwanted thoughts of death and cellulite and some other realities right what was the third one do you remember it was death cellulite and uh, I forget I don't remember what the third one was but in other words real life was not the Barbie doll life that she grew up playing with Barbie yep so so the found that's the foundation of the movie and there's a line in there where they're talking about the value of motherhood and the line goes like this well it's the job of a mom to stand still so their daughters can see how far they've come mm. or um, how far they've gone yep. in their own life right yep. in other words it's the it's the job of mom to self-sacrifice yeah. to, st- to stand still right. and let you see as a child how far you've progressed right. and there was a real cherishing I thought and a real the portrayal of motherhood with the daughter the estrangement and the re- reconciliation between the two that really was powerful as it expressed the value and appeal of family yeah and the imaging along the way of Barbie seeing the mother-daughter interaction in her dream right or in her in her mind's eye and you know and that kind of goes along with the message about the value and power of motherhood in fact think of it this way there the daughter Sasha the real-world daughter Sasha was an angry activist she's a teenager ish and she's an angry activist and is transformed by her mother's worldview yeah her mom's sincerity her mom's transparency her Mm -hmm. mom's openness her genuineness her tenderness with trying to reach out to her teenage daughter that transformed her her idealization she's idealizing like yeah i love barbies let's go fix the world yeah all that stuff yep Yep. and her mother does not embrace her daughter's extreme and embittered views now that would have been an unbearable movie yeah Totally. It would have been unbearable if mom would have right. said, yeah, now I'm sympathetic to my daughter's bitter extremist, right. you know. Yeah. Um, and that shows up in, like, the first time Barbie meets this teenager, she's like, you're a, like, give it to her. Like, her friend's like, oh, tell her the truth. And this girl goes off on her and is like, you're a fascist, you're a scum. And Barbie's crying. And, yeah. and the writers, I think, have intentionally, like, like you said, they didn't, the mom didn't descend into that, what is, pers- like, I think, positioned as a juvenile elementary extreme version of quote-unquote feminism and they she elevates to right which is not normal i think a lot of writers if they're writing feminist propaganda they just they just oh the the young next generation has it right they're the real activists and then we descend into that but no like you said it was like the it was like if it was written by a feminist it's like a feminist who's older is saying to the younger feminists who are full of angst hey come to our side yeah Come yeah. to our side. See the value of motherhood and cherish the relationship yeah. um, as as a uh, within in, within the context of a family. Right. And I think I told you this when I was when we were driving back from the movie. I said, I said I think like one of the big takeaways I had walking out of the movie theater was I need to be a better husband and yeah. a better dad. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Ma- what? What other movies? Can I show up and what other movies show up and say that? You know, yeah. like I can actually watch it and be like, Barbie the movie made me want to. Like it like gives it paints a beautiful picture of motherhood and relationship with a mom and a daughter and and wanting to raise my daughter. I mean, like, yeah. And I, I was I was really moved by the complexities that Barbie was experiencing navigating real life yeah. and mortality and wanting to be significant. And I thought, I mean, Margot Robbie really um, pulled that off pretty pretty brilliantly. I mean, the the real in. You know Ken's portrayal, or uh, what's his face, um, Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's yeah. portrayal of Ken. I mean, that's hard to beat. But Margot Robbie held it, and she was easy to follow that character and believe that character. But there was some sense of the value and power of family here that that really moved that movie. I thought the whole movie was built on that. Right, that was the yeah. underpinnings of the way that the plot line was moving was motherhood, daughterhood, um, trying to overcome your past scars and hurts or disappointments right. that real life has takes its toll on you and life is hard but i understand that the, the, the there are some feminist groups who don't think it went far enough to 
portray women as victims. Yeah, I, t- I read some. I read feminist.com. There was like they did a review on it. Like, is it a feminist movie? And they're like, well, kind of. Yeah, it is. Feminish. Yeah, a feminist. And they're like, well, it ha- it doesn't have intersectionality down. Like, there's a bunch of different races represented, but there's no different accents. Or yeah, there was so a trans, uh, a trans woman who was trans woman, the right? President. Yeah. She no, was no, a doctor. not the president. He was the doctor. doctor yeah. yeah. Um, and so, um. So they were like, well, that's good, but they, they said it didn't go far enough to, you know, it's a good starter kit. And I was like, okay, well. Interesting. So well, even just the ultimate it. radical feminists would say it's not even a, it's not a, it's a feminish type of a movie. Yeah. So, so that would even wow. answer the question of is it feminist propaganda? Well, they don't think so. Yeah. So that's fascinating. Right? That's so like we said, I mean, this is like, we've just spent an hour talking about the Barbie movie, yeah. for crying out loud. And I also have to get to the personal preference, Yon, of whether or not you preferred G.I. Joe growing up. Oh, yeah. Or um, what would be the other thing, Yon? What's the what's the opposite of G.I. Joe? I mean, Barbie, Barbie? is the opposite of G.I. Joe, yeah. You can't you can't do that, though, can you? Can you compare those two? I mean, can you put that in your preference? No, well, I mean, your... obviously I would choose G.I. Joe. I mean, I had all the G.I. Joes. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, so... Um, but we were just kind of slipping into the um, yeah. the uh, mold, the the uh, the system, the patriarchal right. system. But if you asked me if I wanted to, if I would watch 1917 again or Barbie movie again, I might watch I would the Barbie too. movie oh, again. I would, too. I would totally. I, I would too. So there's a lot more to break. I mean, there's a war scene in Barbie. Come on, come on, they storm That's the beaches. That's true. They can't fight each other. So, <laughs> so there you go. We've spent an hour time with the Barbie movie. Go see it. It's a good. It's a good flick, and um, it's you know it gave you a lot to talk about and there's no doubt that we missed stuff totally, right yeah. and and even in the way that i'm trying to um say hey is the gospel world be advanced in any way i bet you there's more profound ways this is just a hot take reaction to to what uh, what the takeaway is yeah all right thanks for joining us let us know what you think of the barbie movie we'd love to hear it how i don't know but see you next time Thanks so much for checking out the Salted Podcast. You can find other episodes and topics on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure you click follow so you'll get notifications whenever new episodes come out. Thanks for listening.